We're just going to take a moment and, uh, and remind ourselves of the story. Uh, and we're going to ask ourselves, well, what is it all about? What's Easter all about? What was the plan here? What was the plan? I mean, did, who saw the, the pictures, the amazing art, when we came through on the fence? Did people see that? If you didn't see that, do make sure uh, you have a look on the way out. Uh, because that art tells a story, doesn't it? it it's a journey. The journey that Jesus made through this holy week, uh, we often call it his passion, which culminates with this amazing celebration because he is risen on Sunday, Resurrection Day. And actually those uh, pieces of art outside, we've had them in the church all week and we've been inviting people to come and take a moment to pause and pray and reflect. Uh, And thank you to all of you that have been uh, and joined in with us on that and down on the basin on Good Friday and uh, having fun in the gardens on Wednesday. Uh, Who had a Monday Thursday meal in their dock with their small groups? Yeah, a bunch of us all got together and we had different meals to remember. We remember the story, don't we? But I just want to take a moment to jump back into uh, Scripture. We're going to get into John chapter 20. Uh, So you might want to open your Bibles. We're not going to put it on the screen or anything. I'm going to read it out. Uh, John chapter 20. And we're going to ask ourselves, well, what's it all about? What was the plan here? Uh, What is it all about? And in fact, before before I read, I'm just going to to tell you straight. I'm going to give you the answer. Because, uh, you know, who's one of those people that likes to flick to the end of a book? And then read, and just so you know what's coming. Yeah, yeah, okay, there's a few. Well, I'm going to tell you the answer, okay? So the answer, you know, what is the plan here? Well, the answer is really simple. The plan of Jesus is to save you and to send you. That's it, it's simple. And in fact, I've got a little action for us to remember that. So, so kids, kids, why don't you join in with this? In fact, we can all join in, okay? So this is something to help us remember Okay, you might kind of interfere with your neighbours a bit, but that's okay. So we're going to go, the plan of Easter, the plan of Jesus was to save you. So open your arms, we're going to do a big cross. This is a cross. So Jesus wants to save you and to send you. Simple. Everyone got that? Let's do that once more, once more. To save you and send you. Simple. And that's it. You know, Jesus died on the cross to save you. And then three days later, he rose again to save you. It's as simple as that. Uh, So I'm going to invite you to remember that. Maybe we'll see if you can remember those actions uh, at the end. Uh, We'll see if anyone can get bingo uh, before the end as well. But we're going to jump into the story. So I'm going to read to us from John chapter 20, uh, just the first couple of verses, and then we're going to jump to verse 11 uh, and take the story from there. So early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and she saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one that Jesus loved, and she said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Let's then jump into verse 11. Mary stood outside the tomb crying and as she wept, she bent over and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus's body had been one at the head and the other at the foot and they asked her woman why are you crying they've taken my lord away she said and I don't know where they have put him at this she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there but she didn't realize it was Jesus and he asked her woman why are you crying who is it 
that you are looking for. Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. But Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned towards him and she cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and to your God. So Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them all the things that he had said to her. So on that evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were all together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and he stood among them. And he said to them, peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Jesus, thank you for your gospels, these windows into your life on earth. And we just, as we just take this brief moment just to look at this episode in your life, your resurrection, would you encourage us and would you send us out afresh today? Amen. 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 Um, well, hey, here we find Mary, okay, outside the tomb. And... Um, and Mary's in a bit of a state. Like Mary is, is wailing. Mary is anxious. She's confused. Ma- Mary is in trauma, deep trauma. And I, and I know we're having a celebration today, okay? So we're having a celebration here. But I'm sure even in the midst of our celebration, you, you can experience, or imagine a little bit of her experience, a little bit of what Mary was was going through. Because, you know, we all have our, our own griefs, don't we? We all have our own challenges. And, and I say, not even thinking about the fact that we've been journeying through this pandemic for the last two years. We're, we're now worried about war in Europe and, you know, and the cost of living here in the UK. You know, we've all got stuff that is going on in our lives. Mary was in trauma, and we know a little bit of what that feels like, each of us. But you know what the most amazing thing about this story is that it's right there in the midst of Mary's trauma that Jesus turns up. And you know, I love the fact that the first person, the very first person that Jesus reveals himself to once he's risen from the dead isn't isn't a religious leader, isn't someone who's famous, It isn't even someone who's kind of got it all together and is holding it together well. The first person Jesus reveals himself to is Mary, this woman with a a questionable past who wasn't really holding things together very well at the time. Yeah, we read that she was sobbing outside the tomb. And the word in scripture here uh, literally means to wail aloud. 
She is wailing aloud outside the tomb. She's desperate. But it's right there in the midst of her deep trauma that Jesus turns up. And he doesn't come to declare his power. He doesn't come to challenge her about her faith or her lack of faith. He doesn't even kind of tell her to come and pull, up, pull, pull your socks up, you know, to give her a bit of encouragement. Yeah. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He just turns up to be with her and shows concern for her. He cares for her. And actually, we see that even in the midst of this care and concern that he shows her, she doesn't even recognize him. But he's there anyway. And Jesus then tenderly calls her name. Mary. Mary. And I want to encourage you today. Jesus doesn't wait until you've got it all together to show up. Jesus wants to meet you right where you are at. And actually, even if you are seeing here today and you think, oh, I'm not even sure I recognize who this Jesus is. Well, I want to encourage you. He's there for you anyway. And he knows your name. And he's calling it today. He's calling you. Uh, And just like Mary, when you do meet him and you realize who he is, suddenly everything changes. Everything changes. For Mary, that's what happens. All of a sudden, she is saved. She's saved from her anxiety. She's saved from her overwhelming grief. She's rescued from the trauma around her. There's peace suddenly in her storm. Where there was death, there's now life. And this amazing place of resurrection peace suddenly becomes a springboard for her to leap from. Jesus says to her, don't just hold on to me. Go and tell. Don't just hold on to me. Go and tell. And we see this wonderful movement uh, of peace, this kind of dynamic action uh, that happens here as Mary runs to tell people who this Jesus is, to run and tell of what she has seen and heard and experienced. And today, each one of us are invited into that same movement of peace and love and life. The world is full of trauma, full of anxiety and depression, full of death. But you know what? We have the answer. We really do. And that's, that's not something we say because we're arrogant. That's something we say because we are assured. We can have a confidence that in the midst of all of the trauma, all the storms of this life, we have the answer. I do. You do. Because we have met the risen Jesus. We know him. He's called our name. He's introduced himself to us. We know the good news, the good news that Jesus is alive and he's got peace for you. He's got peace for you to share. He's got peace for your workplace. He's got peace for your school. Peace 
and life in your home. Peace down your street. That's the peace that he's given you, and it's a peace to share. And that is the kind of Christian that we all need to be today. The kind of Jesus follower who takes his good news, who takes this peace and life and love and runs to go and tell and to share what Jesus has given to us. You know, the plan of Jesus didn't finish on the cross. It only just got started there because Jesus died to save you, but then he rose again to send you. It's as simple as that. It really, really is. And we see this movement a second time in our passage, don't we? Not just with Mary, but with the disciples also. Yeah, later that evening, it said, after Jesus had appeared to Mary, he then appears to his disciples. uh, And there they are, full of fear, full of fear of what might happen to them. You know, followers of this crucified leader. They're all locked up in their room, in the midst of their trauma again. Jesus shows up. That's where he meets them. That's where he meets them. He doesn't wait until they've kind of calmed down a bit, until they've kind of chilled out and got out onto the street and gone back to work, you know, until they're a little bit more kind of on an even level. No, right in the middle of their trauma, Jesus turns up and he says three things to them. He says, peace be with you. I am sending you. Receive the Holy Spirit. That's what he says. Peace purpose, power. Peace be with you. I am sending you. Receive the Holy Spirit. You know, and these guys are literally locked down. We know, we know a bit of what that's like, don't we? These guys are literally in lockdown because they are scared. But Jesus turns up and everything changes. This locked up bunch of disciples who were full of fear suddenly get full of the Holy Spirit, and they are sent out full of peace and life and joy, and they go out and kickstart the church. And over 2,000 years later, we are still here, full of that same peace and life, being invited into that same movement. The plan hasn't changed. Jesus Jesus is here. He's here today. And he says the same thing to each of us that he said to those first disciples. He said, peace be with you. I am sending you, so receive the Holy Spirit. So let's remember again. Come on, why don't you join in with me? The plan behind all of this stuff at Easter was that Jesus died to save you, He rose that he might send you, and it's as simple as that. Simple. Simple. 